Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or The Notorious Fantasy and in today's video, we're going over my top 10 waiver wire ads for week number 17, the championship week of the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X. Please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. So without further ado, let's get into my top 10 waiver wire ads for week number 17 of the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin with my number one waiver wire ad of the week. Tajay Spears, running back of the Tennessee Titans, going up against the Houston Texans this week in Houston. Now, Tajay Spears is currently rostered in 41.1% of leagues on ESPN and 13.8% on NFL. So when it comes to Tajay Spears, he is not the safest bet at the running back position by a wide margin. And the reason why he isn't a safe bet from week in and week out is because the game script so heavily dictates how much usage Tajay Spears will get if this ends up being a game, which I don't suspect it being, where the Tennessee Titans are up, then you're going to be seeing a lot of Derrick Henry. But if this is a game where C.J. Stroud reappears, right? C.J. Stroud is good to go, and the Tennessee Titans are getting their back blown out by the Houston Texans, then we are going to see a lot of Tajay Spears. But again, the Titans are a very hard team to read week in and week out. And while I think if C.J. Stroud is under center for the Texans, the Texans should beat the brakes off of the Titans. That is far from a guarantee. So if that is what happens, right? If the Titans are down bad, I know Ryan Tannehill being most likely under center isn't the most ideal for Tajay Spears. He should be able to get enough work to finish as a top 28 running back with top 12 upside. Now, last week, Tajay was the running back 28 in PPR up against the Seahawks at home in Tennessee. They lose the game 17 to 20. He has nine carries for 40 yards and five receptions on six targets for 27 yards. Again, this does really feel like this is the game where the game script pushes towards Tajay Spears having a great game. But again, I'm not going to sit here and just lie blatantly to you and tell you that that is a guarantee because nothing's a guarantee with the Titans. At number two, we got Zamir White running back of the Las Vegas Raiders going up against the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. 10.9% rostered on ESPN for White and 8% on NFL. So Zamir White is a guy that if Josh Jacobs does not end up playing on Sunday in this game against the Colts, then Zamir White is not a must-start running back, right? I don't think I'd have him ranked in like the top 10, the top 12, where you're basically getting on your knees and giving the gawk gawk 9,000 special to the running back. But if Josh Jacobs does not play, then Zamir White is a start on a majority of teams. Now, I thought that Josh Jacobs was going to play against the Chiefs last week. That's what it seemed like. That's what every single report all week was kind of pushing towards, hey, he's going to play. And then on Monday, right before the game against the Chiefs on Christmas, magically, he wasn't going to play. So he missed with a quad injury as well as him having an illness. Maybe he was sick and that's why they didn't let him play. But this is something that we got to monitor all week long. Now, obviously, if you are putting in your waiver claims today on Tuesday, then you won't be given as much information as you probably want. Now, if it comes out later tonight, hey, Jacobs is definitely going to play, then don't add Zamir White. But if you're looking for some running back depth, maybe your opponent 
has Josh Jacobs, then you definitely want to make sure you get in there and add Zamir White. Again, if Jacobs ends up playing, then Zamir White will probably be irrelevant. Now, he could still have a good game, but with Jacobs as the lead back, I wouldn't be looking to start Zamir White, thus him being somewhat irrelevant for fantasy football. And if he's available, I think based upon the performances he's put up ever since Josh Jacobs has been out, he's worthy of that ad, right? Back-to-back -back weeks with 14 or more fantasy points. Last week against the Chiefs, they upset the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. He's the running back 16 on the week, tied with A.A. Ron Jones. They win 20 to 14, 22 rushes for 145 yards and a target. The matchup against the Colts defense is pretty solid for Zamir White. So again, if Jacobs doesn't play, I definitely like Zamir White a ton. At number three, we got Tyler Algier, running back of the Hot Atlanta Falcons, going up against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. 37% rostered on ESPN, 19.9% on NFL. Now, Bijan did have a solid game last week, right? I was calling for Arthur Smith to take his head directly out of his ass and give Bijan more touches, and that is what happened. And Bijan had a good game. He was a top 10 back. But guess what? Tyler Algier, that pesky bastard, was still involved. And Tyler Algier was the running back 13 in PPR. Up against the Colts, they win 29 to 10. Maybe Desmond Ritter really is that bad, but who knows? I don't really think, regardless of the quarterback situation, I don't think Taylor Heineke is like eight layers above a guy like Desmond Ritter. They win 29 to 10. Tyler Algier has nine carries for 69 yards. Very nice, I like. My name is Borat. And one touchdown in that game. That board impression was very, very weak. I apologize. One reception on one target for 19 yards in that game as well. This is now three straight games with nine or more carries. Now, if Samir White is the lead back for the Raiders and with Tajay Spears' situation, right? I trust Algier the least out of those guys. But if you're running backs are scraping through the bottom of hell to try to find a running back, right? If you are down astronomical at running back, you can definitely play Tyler Algier this week. Again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Tyler Algier is some must-start running back because he's not, right? He is a desperation play. At number four, we got Demarcus Robinson. Go, Demarcus! Wide receiver of the Los Angeles Rams going up against the New York Football Giants in MetLife. 2.3% rostered on ESPN, 0.4% on NFL. The Giants, Brian Dable hit us with some anti-Italian discrimination by benching Tommy Cutlets, the passing bison for Tarod Taylor. Again, Nick Tyrod played better than Tommy DeVito. Who cares, man? At least Tommy DeVito is just fun to watch. You know, he's a fun guy. I guess, you know, it doesn't matter if Tyrod or Tommy DeVito were under center in this game because, again, the Rams are going to absolutely buttfuck them, in my opinion. Demarcus Robinson is a very low-owned, low-rostered wide receiver, which makes perfect sense, right? Because despite the fact that prior to last week, right, he has three straight games with a touchdown. And then, spoiler alert, he scored on Thursday Night Football against the Saints again. He has been a guy that is very up and down in terms of his targets, right? There's games where he's getting eight plus targets. There's games where he's getting just three or four targets. And that is obviously something that is hard to read week in and week out. Now, last week, he was the wide receiver 15 in PPR. They beat the Saints on Thursday Night Football. Now, the score finishes 30 to 22 Rams. This game felt like it was 70 to, to seven, right? This was a game that was a straight up, ass whooping a whomping of the Saints Marcus Robinson six of six for 82 yards and a tug and I think now we have to just put respect 
on Demarcus Robinson's name. Despite the fact that the Rams have two upper echelon wide receivers, Nick Puka's not an upper echelon wide receiver yet. He is. He is. This season, he's an upper echelon wide receiver in the league. They have Puka and Cooper fucking Cup. And despite that, Robinson somehow finds his way into the end zone in four straight games. Robinson is definitely a boomer bust option, like we discussed, because the targets go up and down like a roller coaster ride week in and week out. But with all of that said, even if that sounds like slander, he has scored 13 or more points in four straight games, and you have to consider Demarcus Robinson as a flex option in your lineup. Again, it is very plausible, it's entirely possible, that he ends up being a big fat bust in this game, right? He scores just five fantasy points, but based upon what we've seen recently, I think we got to start throwing some more respect onto Demarcus Robinson. At number five, we got Romeo Dobbs of the Green Bay Packers going up against the cold like Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota this week. 40.7% rostered on ESPN for Dobbs, 37% on NFL. Now, basically, every single motherfucker on the Packers in terms of wide receivers are hurt right now. Wicks got hurt last week. Watson has been out for what feels like half the season and Jaden Reed wasn't able to go last week. If they all miss again, then Romeo Dobbs will be the wide receiver to number one on the team. Now, if Jaden Riley Reed ends up coming back, then Dobbs will be the wide receiver two on the team in terms of targets. Now I know the Packers are kind of a laughing stock right now, right? But it really isn't because the offense is just bad, right? And Jordan, love me tender, love me sweet, isn't playing great. It's really just because the defense blows more cock than Lana Rhodes. So I really do think that up against the Minnesota Vikings defense, sure, they have a solid defense, that Romeo Dobbs is going to be very involved in this game. He was the wide receiver 19 last week in PPR, tied with the slim reaper Devontae Smith. Week 16 at the Panthers, W33-30, to but they just barely won that game. Four receptions on five targets for 79 yards and a touchdown. Again, the defense is to blame for the Packers, and the good thing for Romeo Dobbs is that the Packers defense, you can smell it, they reek to high heaven so much that... They're going to have to throw a lot late in the game, and that will involve Romeo Dobbs even further. At number six, we move to Chris Rodriguez, running back of the Washington Commanders, going up against the 49ers at home in Washington. 2.6% rostered on ESPN, 0.1% rostered on NFL. Now, there's going to be a lot of hot takes this week coming out about the 49ers after they got their bell rung by the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football, but we'll talk about that uh, a little bit more in the videos as the weeks go along, or as the week goes along right now. The Commanders matchup here against the 49ers is tough, right? Again, I get the 49ers just got fucking bukkake'd by Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Well, let's be honest with you, this is the Commanders we're talking about. Running back eight last week for Chris Rodriguez. Against the Jumbo Jets in MetLife, they lose 28-30. to They had to tug out Sam Howell again. And then Jacoby Brissett makes a bit of a comeback. Now they lose two weeks in a row, but they're only even remotely in the game, EA Sports style, because of the play of Jacoby Brissett. 10 carries for 58 yards and two touchdowns, one reception on one target for seven yards. Robinson has now missed three straight games with a hamstring injury. Gibson played well, but it feels like the team wants to give Rodriguez more work. If Brian Robinson doesn't play, then Rodriguez would end up being a desperation start. 
Obviously, if Brian Robinson suits up again, then you just disregard all of this because you're not playing the running back three on the Washington Commanders up against the 49ers defense. That again, oh my God, the Ravens just beat the fuck out of them. The 49ers defense is still amazing, especially when you just have to play up against the Commanders, not the Ravens. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button down below. It helps me out a ton. So at number seven, we got cool Joe Flacco, the elite one quarterback of the Cleveland Browns going up against the New York Jumbo Jets in a revenge game. For Joe Flacco, 12.8% roster on ESPN, 12.3% on NFL. The Cleveland Browns said, I don't want you anymore, Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco is going to come out like a bat out of hell up against the Jets. Quarterback three last week up against the Texans in Houston, eating that W 36 to 22, 27 completions on 42 attempts for 368 yards and three tugs with two interceptions. He has been very, very solid, rock solid ever since becoming the starter in week 13 up against the Rams. And he has thrown 40 plus times every single game, even with the rushing attack that the Browns have of Kareem Hunt, as well as Jerome Ford F-150, they still continue to run, or they still continue to instead of run, run, run the rock gently down the stream, like I think they would if they had 9-inch Nicholas Chubb still, they want to throw the ball a ton, and that's fun for Flacco. Now, I get that the Jets have this big, bad wolf of a defense, but I still think Joe Flacco is going to sling his cock directly down their throat. I think Flacco should be a top 12 quarterback on the week, which is something that would have sounded crazy if I said it a couple months ago. Now we move to player number eight here, Derek Carr of the New Orleans Saints going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. 22.4% rostered on ESPN, 23.6% on NFL. It's crazy to me that Derek Carr is owned in more leagues than Joe Flacco. I get Joe Flacco just magically appeared a couple of weeks ago, but Derek Carr, like, Let's be honest with you, like unless you are in full on desperation mode, right? You got to send a prayer to the football gods on a quarterback like you don't really want Derek Carr. Now, again, Nick, then why is he on your list? We're going to talk about why, right? But there's a reason to understand why you might like Flacco or why you might like Derek Carr. We love Flacco. Why you might like Derek Carr in this game. But there's also the understanding that deep down the back of your head, you realize, hey, Derek Carr has been pretty shit this year. And, you know, there's, there's risk with playing him. Again, if you are down astronomical quarterback, sure, it's fine to play Derek Carr. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you people and say that I love Derek Carr this week. Quarterback two last week, congrats, up against the Rams. They lose 22-30 to 30 in LA, 27 completions on 40 attempts for 319 yards, three touchdowns and one INT. So you might be thinking, Nick, that's a good game out of Derek Carr. Why do you keep slandering him? I genuinely think Derek Carr is a very boring quarterback, right? Derek Carr is like if you're, you've been uh, messing with some chick for a while, right? And she doesn't want to do anything else, right? She just wants to get pounded missionary every single time, right? And it's like, okay, at some point, this is getting a little bit boring. That's what Derek Carr is. He's the missionary sex of a quarterback in the NFL. He did 100% get a majority of his points last week in garbage time. He threw two touchdowns in the last seven minutes of the game. But against the Bucs, I think he could easily score 20-plus points again. He's done that now in two straight weeks. So again, while I shit all over Derek Carr, there's worse options than Derek Carr this week. Before we pivot on into the final two waiver wire ads of the week, I would like to give you guys a quick word from our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy.
Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe, and today, Underdog Fantasy has a great offer for you guys, but first, I want to explain how the Pick'em game works. So you're going to have to pick a minimum of two players from at least two different teams, so you can't, for instance, just take two players on the Lions. If you did want to do that, you'd have to match it with a player from another team. You can go with the Jets, the Browns. They have every single game on here as the week goes along. They will add more and more picks. So we're going to talk about the Lions at the Cowboys game here. First, we are going to go ahead and go with CD Lamb higher than 90 and a half receiving yards I think up against the Lions defense CD Lamb should be able to have a feast in this game and we are going to match that with David Montgomery higher than 52 and a half rushing yards I think you can definitely take advantage of the Dallas Cowboys by running the ball and it feels like they definitely want to get David Montgomery 15 plus touches in this game and I think he could definitely eclipse 52 and a half rushing yards so if both CD Lamb and David Montgomery go higher on their number you will see three times your entry fee. If you do three picks, then it's six times. Four picks is 10 times and five picks is 20 times your entry fee, assuming that all of them hit. Now, if you are due to underdog fantasy and live in one of the states on your screen right now, you'll receive a first match deposit bonus of up to $100 with promo code Notorious. So if you deposit $100, they give you an additional $100. You do $50, you get an additional $50, $25, additional $25. The minimum deposit on underdog fantasy is $10. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things here, we move to waiver wire ad number nine, Tucker Craft Mac and Cheese of the Green Bay Packers going up against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota, 8.1% rostered on ESPN, 1.4% on NFL, tight end 16 last week in PPR, and that's pretty much what you're looking for out of Tucker Craft, somewhere from tight end 16 to 10 every single week. Now, again, obviously, if you're looking for the most upside possible, I don't know if Kraft is necessarily your guy. But he has been getting enough targets recently to be maybe a top five guy if you get really lucky uh, up against the Vikings. Week 16 up against the Panthers. They win 33 to 30. Four receptions on six targets for 60 yards. This now marks three straight weeks with 10 or more points. Obviously, Kraft will never be like an eight plus target guy, in my opinion. But with back to back weeks as a six target guy, he should be reliable enough to you know, not sink your fucking team's battleship this week, but he probably won't be enough to win you your week. And then we got Gerald Everett. Now, I kind of view Gerald Everett in the same light going up against the Denver Broncos in Denver. 25.9% roster on ESPN, 51.4% on NFL. Tight end 12 last week in PPR up against the Buffalo Bills tied with Colts tight end Kylan Granson. They lose this game 22-24 to in a game that I was personally hoping that the Chargers would win against the Bills. Obviously, I'm a Dolphins fan. I was really hoping that, and what actually came true was something that I thought could happen, but didn't really assume would. And that was really that the firing of Brandon Staley kind of put a fire under the ass of the Chargers, right? It seemed like they were playing with some newfound hope, right? A new hope like the fucking Star Wars movie, right? It really did seem like this was a Chargers team that was fighting, clawing their way into games, whereas like previously under Staley, it seemed like they would just Throw in the towel, right? Give up. So they lose 22 to 24, but Everett has seven receptions on eight targets for 42 yards. This is now three straight games with eight targets. With Stick looking decent, Everett is a low-end tight end play. Now, this is a guy that really needs a touchdown to be good, right? Kraft's a guy that he's a little bit crafty, as you could say, right? He'll fucking hurdle over a guy, right? He'll try and stiff arm someone in the fucking Middle Earth, right? Whereas Everett, kind of just gets the ball gets his yards, and gets out of there, right? He's a guy that will barely ever eclipse 60 yards, even with his eight targets. So if he scores, you're going to end up happy. Kraft's a guy that can do 
a lot with a little. So thank you guys all so much for watching today's video. If you didn't enjoying, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below as well as in that like button down below to help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. Let's all win our championships this week in week 17, baby. I love you guys all so much. Hope you guys had a Merry Christmas yesterday. Hope you guys had a happy holidays. I love you guys all so much. Hope you have a great one. And as always, good boy. Check out one of the videos on the screen right now. Good boy.